0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This
1: is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community.
2: I tell you, I really need you to get a stirring intro like that for my calls. Hello, everybody. Oh, yeah,
3: that was great.
2: It is. I think I'm going to work on that. Uh, anyway, hello, everybody, and welcome to Sunday Edition. First of all, if you were expecting to hear the uh, voice of Anthony, well, you're going to be disappointed today because you get to me instead. But a plus, me. And Well, I was going to mention as a plus, though, you get <laughs> Chanel, so I don't know what more you could ask for in uh, that regards anyway. I am Herbie Allen. A lot of you know me from the ACB community. I am involved with various calls from Herbie's Cooking Corner, Accessible Online Games, Let's Talk Mech. I do pretty much everything for the community. I sing and dance, I uh, connect this and that, I stream the whole nine yards, and I do a few other things as well, not just for the community, but uh, in fact, One of the other things I'm involved with is an organization called iBug Today, which is actually how I landed uh, the filler position for this uh,
3: show today. But first of all, I would like to welcome in Chanel Allen. Hello, Chanel. Hello, I am happy to be here. Thank you very much, Anthony and Herbie. And we are so pleased to interview iBug today because, as I was talking about with Sonia earlier, you know, it's through iBug. Well, she helped train us for Zoom, and iBug is just a wonderful nonprofit organization that provides lots of training and opportunities for the blind community, which we will get to talking about shortly.
2: Yes, indeed. And for those of you that don't know us, uh, Chanel and I, we are uh, actually a married couple. We live here in Houston, Texas, which incidentally, interestingly enough, is where iBug is based out of. So we actually know some of the people in person and uh, we'll talk more about that. want to thank Sheila, who's hosting us today, Bryn, who is streaming for us and Andrea, who is moderating in Clubhouse and... Uh, I do not know of any announcements I am supposed to give out. If anybody does know of anything, then please speak up now. Otherwise, we will move on to the actual uh, show.
3: And maybe we can call for announcements later on too. We,
2: I guess we could do that. All right. I, I want to make sure that uh, we're staying true to form here. So, do we without have any fr-
3: raised hands. Probably not. No. no. Okay. All right. We do not have any in clubhouse. All
2: Perfect. right. Very good. So today we are going to interview Michael McCullough and Sandhya Rao of iBug Today. They are the iBlind Users Group, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping promote accessibility with uh, through uh, Apple devices, learning teaching people how to uh, use their devices independently with voiceover. They have been around since 2011, and I will let them tell their story. But first of all, you can find them on the web at ibugtoday.org. It is my pleasure to welcome Michael McCullough and Sandia Rao, welcome you two.
4: All right, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Herbie. Normally I would have some walk-up music, but uh, that wasn't arranged ahead of time. So anyway, oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, no problem, no problem. I'm just kidding. Um, well, I, th-
2: I think we we can, we can do something. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold um, <laughs> on.
4: <laughs> wow. All right, thank you, Herbie. All yeah, right, it-
2: well, well, well I, I, I had a little bit more of something like this in mind.
3: Uh, That's pretty. pretty Not exactly how I'd picture my work, but. Too classy. um, (laughs) Probably
4: put everybody to sleep with that one. Oh,
3: I liked it. Anyway,
4: such a pleasure to be here with you guys. And uh, yeah, I really just appreciate you inviting us to come join you and be a part of uh, this program today. And
2: we'll make sure she's not left out with all the love, too. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Vice President, and uh, we sometimes wonder if she's actually the one that tells Michael what to do, Sandhya Rao.
5: <laughs> oh, you guys, thank you so much. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Okay. All right. Feeling the love. All right. <laughs> I- yes. Speaking of love, I really appreciate uh, y'all having us here today, Chanel and Herbie, uh, you know, have been a big part of iBug and I guess we'll get to that but thank you for having us we're really excited to be here. You're welcome, and uh, coming up, folks, don't stick around because
2: in the second hour, we are going to interview some of the volunteer facilitators of iBug, people like me and you who have gotten involved with the organization, and they will talk about the things they do, what iBug means to them, and all that, and we hope you'll stick around because we had to pay them big bucks to get them, oh, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that? Okay. Um, No, okay. (laughs) Anyway, so... Let's start off with Michael, because you are uh, really the founder of iBug Today. So why don't you, um, but I, well, I'll tell you what, we'll let, we'll let both of you start just with, give a brief synopsis of what iBug Today is.
4: Yeah, I'll be happy to. So uh, as Chanel mentioned up front there, we are a, a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to promote the individual independence, social integration, and educational development. Educational development. development. Yes, in education. You're, you're on me oh, the,
3: just Sorry.
4: Of the blind community through accessible technology training. And, uh, you know, we do that in a number of different ways. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into all the details of that. Uh, you know, the tech training that we do, uh, uh, we started out with Apple products. Uh, we have ventured over into the Android side and uh, how we actually got started—I uh, know I've spoken to a number of different groups, but I'm going to assume that nobody knows what how that happened. So I'm just going to go from scratch. That's that.
2: what I was going to lead into. So by all means.
4: Okay, sure. Uh, so um, most people are aware that the uh, iPhone uh, it f- first came out in uh, 2009 with uh, you know the accessible uh, voiceover screen reader and uh, I actually got my first iPhone in June of uh, 2010, a year later, and at that time, uh, I was looking around uh, here in the Houston area primarily and then throughout the rest of Texas to uh, see if I could find somebody, you know, that was already using one and uh, maybe help me get started, but uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find anybody, and so I ended up uh, just kind of Playing with it myself and teaching myself, and as I, you know, started to learn the different uh, gestures and some of the apps that were on the early iPhone, uh, I just saw, you know, what a game changer it was going to be for uh, the blind community. And so uh, here in Houston, we annually have a, a, a kind of a blind expo. Uh, Each uh, spring. And uh, so I offered to kind of do a workshop there, uh, a uh, intro to the iPhone, if you will. And, uh, you know, several folks there uh, were getting all excited to see, you know, what it what it could do. Capabilities of it. And a few of them came up to me after uh, the workshop and just said, Hey, uh, you know, could we uh, maybe continue to meet and just work together to try to, you know, become more proficient in learning the iPhone together? And so a couple of months later, in uh, May of 2011, we actually had our uh, very first uh, little meeting. Uh, And uh, so we decided to uh, call the group. At that time, uh, since it was just iPhone only, the iOS blind users group, hence the uh, acronym for the name of iBug. And uh, since then, we've dropped the OS. We just call it the iBlind users group now, since we do uh, do, uh, many other things other than just uh, iOS. And so that was the uh, genesis of the group. At that first group, we had a grand total of uh, big uh, five people. So those were our uh, first members of the group, and from that we uh, just continued to grow and we'll talk more about, uh, you know, how we've grown and expanded over the years.
5: I will take over and just say that I was at that meeting, the first meeting where uh, Mr McCulloch was demonstrating his iPhone and I was one of those people that was totally blown away and you know, there was a lot of hype. And, you know, now, today, we take it for granted that we can do all these things with our iPhone. But, you know, 12 years ago, it was pretty limited. And so it's like, we take it for granted now. But just think back of all the things that we weren't able to do. You know, you had to have, you know, special software that was really expensive, like $500 to um, you know, Mobile install speak and your...
2: talks. Yes. Uh-huh.
5: Yeah, and I, I was like, I don't know if I even know how to use this. Is it really worth it? Do I really need it? So, and you know, when I saw um, I, I, Michael doing all this stuff with his phone, and I. I've said this before, I had my little sad little Razor flip phone that I could barely just answer. So I was just really excited. Uh, yeah, we, we could talk a lot about the history of the talking cell
2: phones. In fact, it was a main menu right here on the ACB radio where I first learned about a talking cell phone in 2003. So uh, and uh, it's also interesting to note that it was actually through an HCB meeting, Houston Council of the Blind, that uh, we met Sonia. But uh, we'll get into that story a little bit later on. So, and, you know, I should, I didn't get it ready today, guys, but I have some interviews that I did of Chanel back in 2010 when she got the 3GS and then of myself later on in the year when I got the 4, and it's very interesting to hear our perspectives of the iPhone at that time and the resources mentioned, you know, there was no Apple Vis, there was no Zoom.
3: No iBug even then. No iBug <laughs> Although, <laughs> Although even we then. came nope. to it much, much later.
2: <laughs> yes, but nope there was no iBug. Um Darcy and Holly were what actually though they, they were around back then. The uh, mac accessibility um it was like the talking screenless podcast back then or something like that.
3: But anyway, I digress. So yeah. actually I was just curious too. So Song and Michael, uh what did you do before coming to iBug, and did any of that work kind of lead up to what you do now?
4: Sonia, you want to go ahead and kick it off?
5: Okay, sure. Uh, so I, um, I have a brittle bone condition, so I, my bones break very easily, so I have, it's called osteopetrosis, so that also caused my blindness, and so why I'm telling you this is because, well, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but anyway... <laughs>
6: Uh, just want
5: to, to know we're all good <laughs> we're <laughs> all <blind laughs> here there's a people with many different conditions
2: right and yeah so it's so. helpful
5: to know so i um i studied law i went to rice for undergrad i grew up here in houston uh and then i went to stanford for law school and so then i uh that's what i do legal research and writing uh, in the federal courts, So I've been there almost 28 years. Talk about feeling old, but it's a really exciting job. I get to work on uh, people who have been convicted, their, their criminal appeals and civil rights issues that are, arise in prison. And we're uh, going to
2: ask, though, do you appeal for or against them? You know?
5: We're uh, neutral. We're, we're, I work for the court. So we try uh, to make okay, okay, fair enough. All right. I yeah. well, wasn't sure, but if you guys how, were on the Monday night. How, how does my legal training help me with iBug? I guess it's just fighting with Michael. <laughs> so, oh, well, boy. it
3: gives you a head for administration, which
5: I'm <laughs> sure we, you both have hear to some deal with.
3: Stories. I mean, there's
2: stories <laughs> we could tell. But, arguing. So, <laughs> arguing. Okay. okay.
4: And, and Michael, how about your story? Okay well before i get into my story i will just tell you something uh that i learned kind of in the back channels uh watching sandia you know she mentioned she does uh do the uh, legal research on the uh, uh appeals cases and you know she has actually these two two rubber stamps in her drawer one says accepted one says denied and she uh told me she accidentally lost the one that says accepted so ends up all all of them get stamped and denied so.
0: <laughs> oh. <You are laughs>
3: well that busted. makes her workload oh, simple then i was right? wondering
2: well that's why i was wondering guys see michael's <laughs> confirmed my suspicions
4: so. <laughs> yeah right right uh so for me my background i'll just give you kind of my eye condition i have glaucoma uh my mother went blind from glaucoma and her mother and one of her sisters, uh, back, uh, well, she lost her vision back when I was a teenager. And so I was familiar with, uh, you know, a little bit of blindness. And, uh, I, I was sighted all through you know, growing up as a kid and all my education and, uh, I started checking my, having my vision checked in my uh, 20s, my late 20s. I I was then diagnosed with glaucoma. It was a real slow progression. Uh, First, I uh, took about 10 years. I lost the vision in one eye. And then about another 15 years uh, before I lost vision in the second eye from uh, glaucoma. Um, As far as my uh, work history, well, uh, schooling, You know, as a kid growing up in the 60s, I was watching, of course, the uh, race to the moon, the space race to the moon. And so that got me all interested in space. And of course, being a kid, my dream was to become an astronaut, wanted to be an astronaut. And uh, but as I uh, got older and high school and college and I was starting to see some of the issues with my vision, I kind of, you know came to reality because uh, back then uh, astronauts all had to uh, come out of the military. There were pilots. And so that was not going to be happening. So I uh, did what I thought was the next best thing, got into engineering and uh, then went to work uh, down at the NASA Johnson Space Center right out of college. Uh, Started working uh, initially on the space shuttle program and did that for about the first 15 years of my career. Uh, that was a real fun job. Got to uh, uh, do some uh, initially do some analysis on navigation guidance systems on the space shuttle. Uh, got to work in the uh, back room of the uh, Mission Control Center. Uh, if anybody's ever uh, seen or been told, uh, the uh, Mission Control Center, where uh, all of the uh, launches and uh, the landings of the space shuttle take place and all the uh, on-arbit operations. And so I uh, got to work in the back room. So for every front room uh, person there in the Mission Control Center, there's about uh, three or four engineers working in back rooms that are actually analyzing all the data and then feeding that information to the front room person. So that was one of my jobs, got to do that on about nine shuttle missions. That sounds great yeah it was I, I I will
2: mention guys that you know i mean the shuttle to my knowledge has never been lost but it has been delayed a few times you know was that to some navigation i mean they said it was weather but
3: okay anyway we should let him tell a story
4: <laughs> mostly yeah mostly weather but there's always you know this this shuttle has over you know hun- hundreds of thousands of moving parts and systems and they all have to work together and any yes. break in one of those can definitely delay a launch But uh, so I did that for 15 years. And then uh, the uh, International Space Station program uh, was getting started. And then I uh, moved over to work on that and uh, finished out my career doing that the last 20 years. Uh, One thing that kind of made full circle as far as, you know, my dream of uh, becoming an astronaut uh, the last uh, job that I had the last few years I was leading a group that uh, actually trained the astronauts on how to uh, connect up all the equipment and all the systems that uh, as the, the space uh, station was being built. And so that, was, that made it uh, really rewarding to be able to you know, interact with them and to have at least that connection to the astronaut core. And so that's, uh, I retired here uh, a few years ago, uh, spring of 2017, and then I uh, just, uh, you know, just my background there, of course, in tech and engineering was just, I was always a a geek and all of that, and so that just made it a real easy transition for me to uh, move over and start, you know. Working, uh, doing tech-related things in support of the blind.
3: That's great. Geeks are cool. We're all geeks. Um, no, no, <laughs> anybody no, who no, loves. No, no. I will. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. I was just going to mention that uh,
2: though. Uh, Michael is being a bit modest here. He has not talked about like his uh, mountain excursion, excursions yet to Montu. Picci well, we didn't ask or... him about no, that. We, we just
3: asked him about his work, and sure, sounds sure. like all the experience he had training people, all the experience, you know, he had, you know, making sure systems were go and working properly, all that to helped him to lead um, effective training programs that are offered by iBug. So there. So yeah,
2: definitely. Now, Sandhya, so you've been blind pretty much all your life. Michael, you lost your sight later in life. Do you think that affected your guys' perspective at all on dealing with the technology and the changes of devices like the I,
5: I just, I feel like the Well, I mean, this could be a whole topic by itself, but I mean, I've been blind as a child since I was a child, learned braille and never knew anything different. So I always embraced technology as just the the tools to move forward and accomplish. It's just always been part of my
6: life.
4: Yeah, for me. uh, So, yeah, after I, uh, you know, lost vision in my second eye, uh, I still worked for another, what, 11 years or so, 11, 12 years. And so, you know, of course, having to adapt and learn how to do, you know, do my job in a, in a different way, use the technology to, in order to do my job. And then, uh, you know, of course, then using all the different kinds of equipment, uh, you know, single, single purpose devices. I mean, my backpack was full of, you know, a, a, a GPS tracker, uh, a recorder, uh, you know, keyboards and, you know, of course, my laptop at that time and just, you know, a multitude of other uh, devices uh, carried around. And so, yeah, once the uh, iPhone came out and especially as the apps uh, started being developed that could replace all of those, that, that was just a, 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 you know, one of the key things that I saw was just super, and just, you know, the cost was such a big factor, like Sonia said earlier.
2: Definitely. So let's go kind of uh, circle back to iBug itself now. So you uh, realized, Michael, that uh, you wanted to yeah, you know, get the support you needed and to help others in the process. So iBug decided to rocket and launch off from being just Houston-based to Embracing additional avenues of support such as the uh, conference line so talk about uh, that, because you know that kind of what is what developed into like the Monday night I bug buzz and. Uh, kind of like you did on the conference lines, and uh, you know because we're talking back in the day here things that you did in person.
4: yeah sure uh, yeah exactly uh, you know, like I said, when we first started, we were just. A small group meeting in person and even back then we quickly realized just we were meeting you know once a month and so for a few months there we just saw that that was going way too slow and so we added in the weekly uh conference call and so we would all meet and then you know because it was a conference call and uh and especially once we got our website up word of mouth and just you know the word started getting out that we were meeting and uh, people would start calling into the uh that uh conference call originally it started out on thursday night but uh, then we moved it to a monday and uh so we you know continued to uh grow uh, as people found out about us and uh the you know that monday night call uh then we you know we started seeing an interest in other you know special purpose meetings and so we added on other others and we can go into detail on you know all the different uh types of training sessions that we do
2: yeah let's do that
4: okay sure we can do that so uh you know we right now we have uh 12 different uh, t- group training sessions. We do primarily group training uh, where people are able to uh, call in and kind of mostly in a Q&A type format to uh, you know talk about issues, questions they're having with their devices or their operating system. And so uh, those 12 uh, group sessions uh, we'll start out first with the iOS, which covers, you know, of course, the iPhone, the Apple Watch, the iPad, uh, Apple TV, and HomePods. And so that general category, uh, we have a number of different sessions that uh, pertain to that. Uh, the, the original meeting, our flagship meeting uh, when we, that we first started out meeting in person, we call it the iBug Apple Workshop. And actually, I'll let uh, Sandhya tell you a little more details about the workshop.
5: All right. So, yes, every fourth Saturday, we talk about the latest Apple news because Apple is notorious for all the, you know, the minute a new phone comes out, speculation starts about the next one and the next operating system and what features are going to be in it. And we enjoy discovering, you know, see what really comes to fruition and what doesn't. So that's, uh, we do a little bit of that. Then we talk about uh, the latest, uh, all of our iBug announcements and so forth. And then we do demonstrations of built in and third party applications that we, uh, you know, just like a high level review. Excellent. And
2: uh, I can remember a day when we actually did that in person at the uh, Apple store. So, uh, things have changed a lot and we'll talk about that in a little bit a bit uh so go ahead michael with uh the idea yeah of the things.
4: so another uh, monthly meeting that we do uh we you know the workshop and also the uh the buzz the monday night uh q a help session uh those just kind of you know go into a high level look at uh, various uh apps and features and so we realized that uh, we wanted to do something more uh, deep dive into you know either a specific app or maybe a genre of apps and so we created the iBug Cafe and Sonia why don't you tell them a little more details about the cafe.
5: All right and yes and I believe Actually, the cafe was originally uh, every other month, and then it became a monthly event. And we go into great detail, pick a topic or a genre, uh, you know, an app or a genre of apps, and then go into great detail as to the, the features of it, how to set it up, how to maximize the functionality of the app for your purposes. So it's uh, sometimes there are you know, like we've done uh, book reading applications, we've done games, we've done OCR apps, we've done navigation. So it's, uh, it runs the gamut, but really try to get into the nitty gritty of the application itself.
4: Yeah, and, and, you know, we, uh, we call it the cafe because we actually first started meeting in uh, little coffee shops and cafe type restaurants and so uh, (laughs) Hence, where the name came from. Crashing yep. dishes
5: it, in the background.
4: And, yeah.
3: Yep. I remember those recordings.
2: <laughs> All sorts of wild stories I could tell from the uh, yep. in person cafes back and in the day. And built glasses of water.
4: <laughs> and actually, the uh, current facilitator of the cafe, Sri Roy, I believe, is online and he'll be talking he probably is. more yep. detail about that. So, uh, and then the uh, weekly iBug Buzz, we already mentioned. And uh, that's, you know, every Monday night go for a couple hours there, people call in with just all kinds of different questions on anything related to iOS and and the various devices and also uh, peripherals. Uh, One thing I forgot to mention, uh, all of our uh, meetings, all of our training sessions are recorded just like you guys do here on ACB Community. And so we make those available to uh, our members uh, through several different means. the recordings are available on our website, which Herbie gave out, iBugToday.org. Also, uh, we have a U- YouTube channel, which is very conveniently called iBug Today. You can search YouTube for iBug very today convenient and uh find uh the various different uh training sessions and have playlists set up for you know the workshop, the cafe, the buzz, and others too. And so we uh that's another way you can uh, find it. And then they're also just uh, on any of your uh, favorite uh, podcast catcher type apps. And just you can subscribe to any of those and have those just sitting there waiting in your uh, podcast catcher.
7: Uh, All right.
2: So there's a few more we'll talk about, but uh, there's one I will circle back to in a minute because of uh, the timing. And but I in 2018 you won the NFBs Jacob Bolton Award for Independence. So talk about that. What did uh, that mean to you and have you guys won any other awards besides that one?
4: Okay, uh I'll I'll start out and then Sonia can add in. Uh yeah, we were uh very honored and uh actually surprised that we uh were selected for that uh you know each year the uh NFB at their national convention honors uh, various organizations and individuals that uh have a uh, you know show a positive uh force in uh, the lives of uh the blind community and so our organization was selected uh that year and uh you know, we were at the, uh, invited to come to the convention and to receive the award. And it's, uh, you know, even though it's a, a very prestigious award, uh, Sonia, why don't you mention some of the other, uh, yes. things that we've done, Yeah.
5: well, I, I wanted to say that we were truly honored because, you know, you think about the people that are there with you and you feel like you're so honored to be in that, that cadre of people and we had. i believe the the winners that year were the uh, i believe ski for light was there and be my eyes also were were winners that year so mm-hmm. we were just so cool to be in those amazing with those amazing organizations That's great uh, and as far as other other awards um Uh, You know, any kind of recognition that we receive from a national or a state organization is very humbling uh, to be. I mean, we do this work because we love to help people and we want to empower people but when other people take note of it, I mean, it just does make it more special. And, uh, you know, that helps to also raise awareness of what we're doing, and that way we can help more people. Uh, so, recently I was awarded the Who's Who among Te- Blind Texans by the American Council of the Blind of Texas. So, I was very proud of that. And, you know, we, tra- we traveled to Austin to receive that. Um, you know, worked and, and I, uh, I bug. We're you know, we've, we support all forms of technology in all different kinds of organizations. We promote the ACB, the NFB, our local chapters, uh, American Foundation for the Blind. I mean, so we've you know, done different podcasts with different organizations. Uh, we just really want to help as many people as we can in different, uh, different forums you're connected, no. definitely connected in the community and you will use all
3: avenues you can to just continue spreading um, spreading the love and the technology
5: learning and helping. No, well, we, we appreciate the network of our, our volunteers also, our, 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 you know, they we we couldn't do anything without our volunteers. And I, I know we'll talk about more about that, but uh, they are our strength and they are also who help us spread the word as well. I'm sorry, Michael, you are gonna say something?
4: Yeah, I was just going to add to, you know, something Sonia said, uh, you know, being selected uh, who's who among blind Texans, you know, both of us, just because we're, you know, leaders of iBug today, it seems like we kind of get recognized for some things that really goes out to, like she said, all of the rest of the organization and the many volunteers that we have. And so, you know, you know, both of us being recognized as among the Husu, among blind Texans, uh, I received that, you know, four or five years ago. And, uh, Sonny just got to hear this past year. Very. And then, you know, there there was a book that came out, uh, and there's also a uh, art exhibit, a guy named Michael Nye, uh, did a book called my heart is not blind. And that was another thing that, you know, I felt like simply because we were we were the leaders of IBUG today, we kind of got recognized and uh, were it, it, were fortunate enough to be uh, one of the uh, well, each of us uh, out of the uh, 45, I think 47 uh, people that were identified in that book uh, from ac- all across the nation, and so just you know things like that, and which are really we feel like are organization uh, recognition, and even though it may just be our name on 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 the actual award. So.
3: I think there's, you know, you're empowered to lead and your leadership empowers us to volunteer and to want to continue to give back. And I'm sure that <laughs> being a part of it, you know, I was going to ask you, what is the most rewarding part of your job? But it, it sounds like you're covering some of that and, We all just help and empower each other.
2: I thought we were going to have to do this uh, iBug style where I'd have to call on names and wait for you to be acknowledged to be able to speak. (laughs) So I, I just want to talk about the two events that you actually have held here on the ACB community that some people might be familiar with. And what's interesting is uh, these two events, it's not that they've been held on the ACB community, but they sound so incongruous to iBug, and yet in some ways they are not. Trekkie Talk and the Android Insider Call, how did those two particular calls just come about? Because they are not your typical Apple-related calls.
4: Yeah. Uh, So Trekkie Talk, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that, because I think also one of our facilitators, uh, is here, and she'll talk more about that. But uh, uh, we had some people that were, you know, because all these geeks are part of iBug, that were also Trekkies. And so one person just happened to suggest that, hey, it'd be kind of cool if we could get together, you know, talk about Star Trek and So we said, okay, let's, uh, you know, maybe watch some of the episodes and we'll just start at the very beginning with uh, the original series and, you know, watch an episode or two and then get together and talk about it. And and then it just blossomed and continued to grow. And I'll let Jody, you know, tell you more about that, how it's grown and where we are now.
2: Yep. We'll get to you, Jody, and everybody in the second hour. So.
4: And Sonja, you want to tell them about It's iBug's Life and iBug Unplugged?
5: Oh, yeah. So uh, It's iBug's Life. Uh, we've always wanted to feature independent living skills. And I, I just think that it's so important to, I mean, I, as a blind person, I feel like it's really important to be confident and know how to do. I mean, it sounds very basic, I know, but uh I, you know, basically had a very sheltered, you know, had a very protective family. So I felt like I never really knew how to do anything like cooking and uh just basic stuff that you need to survive. And so it was always a passion of mine that we we should try to provide that in the same environment that we provide our technology training. And so uh, we we started it about two years ago and our facilitator is George Batiste. And we talk about just like we had something called the egg extravaganza, where we talked about everything that you can do with an egg. And you may think, well, that's silly. It's just an egg. It's like, what's the big deal? But I mean, I was afraid of cooking I was afraid of the stove I was like am I going to burn the house down am I going to kill myself you know I know that sounds extreme but you know cooking can be can be dangerous so, well, I think we're, we, we need to get you to uh, listen to my cooking corner on I Tuesday. Know. <laughs> where, uh... but, but to the, so that that's the, you know, giving people the basic tools. And uh, so that's, and then we started, uh, so part of the uh, It's iBugs Life is we talk about house repairs. We talked about lighting furnaces and fires recently, at fireplaces, uh, not starting fires. Uh, and that was the There's a big day. difference. <laughs> big difference there so. <laughs> yes. and There's, what else we did house repairs right cleaning out your drains we have and... done house repairs grocery
2: shopping yeah barbecuing oh, barbe- a barbe- whole gambit of subjects yes so in 2020 the world experienced a i major... think
5: she had another oh, oh no no i'm fine okay. oh
3: okay all right sorry go
2: ahead <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's actually, I, I know she had another thing, but this is actually getting into post uh, some of the things I was going to get into. So um, so in 2020, the world experienced a major paradigm shift in March with the outbreak of COVID-19, the global pandemic that forced everybody to have to stay indoors unless they were an essential worker. So iBug, of course, was not deemed essential. And... Uh, <laughs> what changes did that have on the organization and it you know what opportunities did it uh, bring on that uh you know occurred thanks to covid
4: yeah so uh to be honest it was not a real big impact uh, we we were already doing hybrid meetings. All all of our meetings, even the ones we had, we were doing uh, in person. We had actually what, one, three meetings that we did uh, in person, and so hybrid, and uh, all the rest of the meetings were already done online. We were using another uh, platform. We had you know just switched to Zoom prior to the uh, uh, COVID uh, lockdowns occurring, so we. Kind of already had a jump on most people and knew how to use Zoom, and so it was a very smooth transition. Uh, the thing that we, you know, found out and we we did during that period, add on a number of uh, new new programs and new uh, services, especially on Clubhouse and a couple of other uh, a couple of others on Zoom, and uh, just. You know, we found that the outreach probably like most uh, groups that were online, you know, just saw uh, because people were kind of stuck inside that they were looking for things to do. And so it was just a natural thing to uh, see, see, you know, our different uh, sessions begin to grow.
2: Yep, and I'd say though, one of your biggest uh, changes, thanks to COVID, was uh, the Friday night at the uh, virtual movies. And that's even expanded, because used to be you'd come in, you'd eat your popcorn, watch the movie, and have a discussion. And now, um, thanks to uh, some training that Brad has done of Sandia and things like that, you're instituting, I think, even more features like Name That Tune and all that. So. Um and
4: tell them about the pre pre-movie social time. We <laughs> yeah, have the
5: pre-movie social the pre-movie- and the pre-movie yeah. social has gotten so in general, iBug is very locked down. We're very like rule oriented. I I don't like uh chaos. And so we have a lot of rules. We try to maintain order, but during our Friday nights, it's totally a kind of a free for all we have some order but it's a lot more casual and people are just there we actually ban any discussion of technology on friday nights and we're just there to have fun because we are a bunch of geeks and inevitably if you leave us alone we'll all end up start talking about our iphone so we have to ban it and then we talk about we have a name that tune where we play a little clip of a song and they have to guess the name of the artist and the, and the name of the song, and then possibly the connection to the movie. And I've been told that some of those connections are rather dubious, but it's fun. And uh, it, it really just, I don't know, it's just crazy. You know, it, it brings people together. Music always brings people together. Uh, now, right. Uh, and and the one big impact I would say that COVID had
2: has had is we've not had any barbecues or Christmas parties, which that in itself is fine. But
5: then we don't have any of Sandia's wonderful jokes to go along with them. So. <laughs> well, we have bad jokes as part of our uh, social uh, time on um, movie night. So oh, there you and go. It just it just really brought people together because everybody was really isolated. So. So we'll touch on a couple more programs in just
2: a minute here. The uh, Mac program specifically, some of those that are really near and dear to my heart. Well, they all are. But um, uh, we also wanna give this time for any of you to ask any questions. So. If you would like to uh, ask Michael and Sandia questions, now is a good time to uh, raise your hand in Zoom or hit that request to speak button in Clubhouse and Sheila or Andrea will bring you up on stage and uh, we can definitely entertain your questions. We've been spending the last 45 minutes talking with Michael McCullough and Sandia Rao of iBugtoday.org. So uh, ladies, do we have any uh, raised hand? Not in Zoom. Uh, how about in
5: Clubhouse? No raised hand in Clubhouse. Thank you, Herbie.
2: All right. So we've been kind of going over some of the programs that iBug has. So I think our uh, last one that we've not really talked about, and we'll definitely get more into this in the second hour. We
3: also didn't talk about the Android one either.
2: And no, we did not. So, um, how convenient. Uh, Let's talk about the Mac programs first. And well, actually, tell you what, even before we go into the Mac, another one that people might be interested in is the mentoring program. Would either of you like to talk about that real briefly?
5: Go ahead,
4: since you're the coordinator.
5: Okay. So, yes. um, So, The iPhone can be very intimidating and, you know, we all got our phone and remember those days when we couldn't turn it, you know, we couldn't answer a call, you know, and it was so frustrating and you're sitting there, you know, with voiceover and asking people to help you and the excited people are of no help with voiceover. Uh, So we created a a program called the iBug Jumpstart Mentoring Program. And there we uh, match uh, the beginner user with some of our amazing advanced users. And so it's a 12-week program, uh, about two hours every week. And they go through it. We have a curriculum. So it's all standardized. So everybody's learning the same thing. And go through gestures, go through some basic applications that we think people, you know, beginner users should know uh, like, uh, you know, messages app, the email app, Safari, some basic things. And then uh, they get the skills to, you know, learn the patterns and the layout of various applications. And then they can then apply that know we don't cover everything we can't cover everything there's so much out there it's a very big world (laughs) but our hope is that people will once they've gotten started they'll come back to the monday night call and that's really i I think it's one of my favorite programs because people just can come in uh, that's the monday night from two hours every monday night and can ask a question and you've got many different not just one person giving you an answer you've got years and years of experience and people that live with their phone from, you know, morning till night that can help you uh, deal with whatever issue that you have with your iPhone or your headphones or whatever it is. So uh, I think it's just a, a really, you know, we're up to our 572nd episode. of Wow. That. So very so proud of that. I mean, and, and it's all of us together, we always learn something. I, I promise I you that It it No matter how much, there's always some other way that you can do something. There uh, is. It's amazing. Or you can be reminded of a way you've forgotten about or something. So
2: before we go on, I do see over on Clubhouse that we have Janet on stage. So uh, Janet, welcome.
5: Good afternoon or morning, everybody. It's still morning here, almost afternoon in Colorado, but wanted to say good job, guys. And uh, I came in to support iBug today. Oh, thank you, Janet. Janet's been coming to to IVUG
3: regularly. Oh,
5: Yep. Yeah, thank you. And I signed up to be someone to be a, uh, someone I signed up for me to help someone. So
4: hopefully that works. Yeah, I guess related to that, uh, that was one thing I was going to add, you know, about our mentoring program. One thing really rewarding, uh, you know, we, uh, at times we see people that, uh, you know, have no idea of using the iPhone. They go through the mentoring program and, you know, continue to come to some of our group trainings. And then we see them wanting to, you know, like Janet volunteer to become one of our mentors or to do demos. And so it's just, that makes it really rewarding when we see people, you know, being able to use those skills and to continue to, you know, kind of have the passion to do you know continue our mission and just kind of just keeps on going so
2: definitely well guys believe it or not we're actually running close to the top of the hour we got about nine minutes left so uh, for uh, those of you volunteers for iBug get ready as you will be called on pretty uh, soon but we to... sh-
3: oh sorry before you go on, I think we should give people an opportunity to know how they can become part of the mentoring program, mentors or mentees. Uh, yes, we should do that. I thought,
5: yes. So, Sonia? Yes. So, it is on our website. The website is the best place to get all of our information. And under the training tab, you can go. Look for the JumpStart mentoring. Uh, There's an application to be a mentee if you need help, and a mentor if you'd like to help someone else. And I, I hope we mentioned this that all of our services are absolutely free. There are no dues. There are no memberships. So while you're at the website, go ahead and. Uh, register there, and then you'll get notification, email notifications of upcoming events. You'll get a nice monthly summary of all the events that are coming up and you can figure out what you want to go to. All of our events are on the same Zoom conference line. So that makes it easy too. So you don't have to keep figuring out what's the right connection. And then uh, we also have Clubhouse events. So there's lots of things for everybody. And you can also find
2: them on social media too, facebook.com slash groups slash iBugtoday. Twitter, yes, we are still on Twitter, at iBugtoday. And yes, they do still retweet out stuff. In fact, I happen to know the Twitter master very well. Oh, that's because it's
5: me so uh and then and we are so grateful Herbie, you do a <laughs> diligent job i'm overwhelmed sometimes yeah <laughs> um, i know you get
3: all these notifications from twitter stop. at once it's Herbie. yeah, they have, <laughs> Herbie, yeah i mean <laughs>
2: The, what, what I tweet out is Apple-related things, so uh, news, sales, and, uh, by the way, you know, if you, if you do want to pay something to iBug, you know, I'm always in the market to try out one of those new M2 Macs or anything like that, guys. Well, uh, wait, anyway. Wait,
5: we got to go back and talk about the Mac program. We gotta yes, get... we do. We got to
2: talk about the Mac, and we got to talk about the uh, Vila Book Club
5: as well. Oh, and It's sponsored yes. by okay. iBug today. Well, oh, yes. Now you want to talk about the Mac
3: program? <laughs> I can. I'll, tr- I'll attempt to do it justice, uh, and we'll talk. Perhaps more later when we get into the facilitator segment, because I've had some people help me, but we offer both a Mac um, conference call and a Mac training course. Our conference call occurs on the fourth Tuesday of each month. It's called Mac and talk. So, you know, why don't you want to come talk Mac anyway, and we do talk everything about the Mac, whether you are getting a Mac and you're trying to decide if that is the right device for you. We have lots of questions about that. I'm not totally versed in the hardware realm, but I have awesome facilitators who help me out like Brad and Herbie. And the call is also for anyone interested in just getting more comfortable using voiceover. You have a Mac. It's been sitting around. You don't know what to do with it. So come and just ask some questions about getting to know your Mac and getting more comfortable. And it's also for anyone with advanced more advanced Mac questions we accommodate everyone it takes place from 7 to 815 the fourth Tuesday of the month and we also do offer a Mac training course um, thanks to Sandy and Michael asking uh, we started doing this several years ago and that occurs about twice a year we have a waiting list and we try to keep our enrollment uh, between 10 and 13 students, roughly, and uh, we just closed registration for that. But we would love to have anyone, if you're interested in really getting the, a hold a st- on the basics of your Mac, definitely um, consider our training course. And now I'll turn it back to Herbie.
2: I hear, I hear, though, the guy that does the review sessions is a real jerk. I mean,
5: I, I wait a minute. I heard no. that somebody's being very modest. So, Chanel is actually the instructor, and Herbie is her assistant who does the review session. And Chanel, I've been told that, I mean, and I've taken her college, it's a college level course, basically. And I've taken it like at least three or four times. <laughs> and still learning and she is the most patient person that I know and we're so grateful that she spends her time to develop this powerful program. And that is also available you. on YouTube. YouTube it as well. is, that's
2: right. Yep. Yep. And uh, with the, the YouTube channel, what they do is it's really nice because they have different playlists for the different events. So kind of like my YouTube channel. Uh, so they they do they follow that exact same concept. And lastly, I think uh, the one program we've not talked about is, well, we didn't really touch much on iBug Unplugged and the Vila Book Club. Or yeah.
3: Android.
4: Yeah. And or...
2: Android. Okay. Well, either way, we'd be getting to Hershey one way or another. But Okay.
4: Yeah, before I get to those- uh... we, we
2: love you Android folks, by the way, sorry. It's just, it, it's old age getting to me, that's all. Anyway.
4: Yeah, no, I'll just quickly mention, and yeah, Hershey will fill you in on m- much more details, but uh, we have the Android uh, program, we have training session, we call it Android Insight, and that occurs uh, once a month, uh, the third Wednesdays of the month, uh, similar format to um, the uh, Macintock and the Buzz. Just kind of an open Q and A help session. Come in there with any questions you have about any Android-based uh, devices. You know that includes a multitude of things. I mean, everything from you know smartphones and uh, all the uh, Alexa-type devices. Uh, you know, ovens. I mean, anything you can think of pretty much has an- is Android-based if it's a smart device these days. And then uh, quickly. Uh, ibug Unplugged. That's another uh, social type event where we don't do talk anything about uh, tech. Uh, we have different topics. There may be game nights, uh, you know, different kinds of music games. Uh, I mean, the topics have ranged from uh, just I. What's the- on
5: your bucket list?
4: Totally went blank, but yeah, just. Yeah,
5: what's on your bucket list? It sounds like his mind kicked the bucket. Two truths and a lie. We've had games. We've had uh, featuring music from the 70s. So it's been uh, very cool. And do you want to tell about Vila, Mr. McCulloch?
4: Yeah, so our last thing the uh, Vila Book Club, that's our uh, monthly book club, gets gets together. Uh, We have uh, books that the group member, the members of the uh, book club, uh, suggest at the end of the year, and then they vote on them together to pick what 12 books are going to read for the coming year. And, uh, you know, books are from all different genres. Uh, I've participated some, I don't go to all of them, but, you know, it kind of helps me read some things that, you know, I never would have read before because I'm primarily, you know, mystery thrillers type books or sci-fi and so I've read all kinds of other, you know, biogra- biographies, uh, historical uh, nonfiction, just runs the whole gamut of uh, genre of books. So always can uh, join us for that. That's every, uh, the second Tuesday of every month. Thursday. Tuesday. Thursday. Thursday. Oh. It's
3: a lot to keep track
2: of. My goodness. We're so, busy you know, well, well, guys, between the community and iBug, you do not have time to be bored, so.
5: <laughs> no, there's no boredom in iBug. Like, we have a total of 21 events every month, so. And again, it's a large credit to our volunteers, who you're going to get to talk to in a minute, so all right well
2: so far nobody's interrupted me and said hey herb you're uh, missing some raised hands but uh, this is now a, an opportune time if you have been meaning to ask any questions from michael and Sandia to uh put those hands in the air as uh holly would say up 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 i i just Herbie, like that. we do have a hand in clubhouse all right dj would you
0: unmute please whoops can you hear me yes yes yeah, going oh. there we go. it said mute and so i go Oh, wait. Yeah. We, we, okay. we, yeah we Clubhouse Club confusing like is a little <laughs> bit confusing.
2: So
8: anyway, yeah.
0: go ahead. Um, my question is, um, first of all, I'm assuming that that you said that the website is iBug.org. Is that correct?
2: iBugtoday.org.
0: Oh, because I saw a thing that said this site is for sale. <laughs> yep. That'll okay, be today. why You, you got to have that today part in there. Got mm-hmm. it. And then about the times of the different events, um, I don't believe you said what we zone didn't. time it is is. We're in central. central. So when you give a time, you're giving your central time. Yes. Yes. Very good. That's my questions. And I am very happy to see I have visited sites, your site, uh, not not I've seen it, not going through the website but um YouTube are uh, yeah are okay. uh, not YouTube but you know podcast yeah. stuff yes. and I am very happy to hear uh, how much you have are developed uh, what about um now the the mentoring is that free or is there a charge
4: yes it is day?
0: yeah it's free,
4: free. Uh, all of our services are free yeah, that's one, thing. that's one of our you know, main philosophical points is, you know, we, we believe that the uh, blind community should have unfettered access to uh, accessible technology. And so, you know, as long as I'm around uh, all of our services, will be free. You know, like Sonia said, we don't even charge any kind of dues or member, you know, membership dues or fees.
0: So
2: what happens if Sonia takes over them? We might be in trouble. All right.
0: Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. DJ.
2: Excellent. All right. Anybody else? So just give a quick highlight. IBUG today. You know, they run about twenty one events overall. You can definitely check out the iBug Buzz and uh, every that's every Monday from seven to nine central time. And uh, most of the we got like the Saturday workshop is uh, two to four. That's the fourth Saturday of every month. The Ibug Cafe is the second Sunday from four to six. Ibug volunteers, when I call on you, I will just remember to give the specific times of your events and when people can find them. So that way, that'll uh, give people a better idea. All right. Well, I and all think- these
3: are central. <laughs>
2: Yes, all in the central. So I want to thank Michael and uh, Sandhya for joining us this last hour. And uh, thank you to both of you. Yes,
3: thank you.
6: <laughs> all right.
3: And feel free to stick around. You can stay or whatever you uh oh, I'm glad do. Stay, oh good okay I hear what they're you're gonna say yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> so guys watch what you're gonna say because they're not going anywhere
3: well herbie was just acting like we were saying goodbye and it's oh, i was thinking not it's going not going goodbye anywhere. yet well, they, they'll still be around
2: but you know he, you know I, i'm told okay. you have to be nice to guests and uh oh, let oh them feel gosh. like they can stay we, or go we're, not we're nice done with them so <laughs> oh, yeah okay good okay you. That,
3: that makes me feel bad. I don't I, know who keeps nice. who in line, Sandhya keeping Michael or Herbie keeping me, or do we all just keep each other <laughs> in all, line somehow? Yeah. I don't know. So the
2: more we stick together, the happier we'll be. Right. Yes. We'll so yeah. I'm going to just briefly give you my personal reflections of how I got involved with iBug. And... Um, It's kind of interlinked with Chanel, so apologies if I end up stealing your thunder, but uh, it really actually is related to the ACB. Now, I realize we do not try to be completely partisan here on uh, the uh, uh, Sunday edition, but uh, nevertheless, it does involve the HCB, actually. So we decided to check out one of the meetings and... uh, they asked us if we could keep this troublemaker in line. Sandia, oh, wait a minute. That's not how it happened. um No, Sandia was actually there at the meeting, and uh, somehow she and Chanel got to chatting, and that uh, got involved to first Chanel and then me checking out the uh, Monday night calls and uh, going on from there. In fact, my. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to remember if I did any public demos for them. The first one I remember doing was, of all things, actually, iTunes on Windows. And that was for the TCB convention of 17 in uh, Austin. And uh, the format has changed a lot because it used to be we had a um, Raul, Raul Gallegos who ran the cafe on Sunday, and so as things became more and more open-ended, that uh, presented more opportunities for people like me to do more and more demonstrations, and then I actually did take Chanel's mat class in 2019, and uh, really, largely thanks to her teaching, it's kind of gotten me where I am today. I am now the teacher's assistant and for the Mac course, and uh, this last year I got it into my head that we should actually run review sessions to try to help people with the material even more so than just trying to learn it in class because we can reinforce what Chanel is teaching. And uh, I run Mac Club on Clubhouse besides, and I run the Mac Mini Buzz for iBug today as well. And uh, between those events, we, I try to help as many people that come to me with their uh, Mac issues. Uh, I feel sorry for this one poor guy. I won't mention the names, and I do not he's not on here. But uh, we've had somebody who's been determined, determined, I tell you. Okay, I'm sorry for sounding like Jonathan Mosin. To come up with a dumb question, and as yet, he has failed spectacularly. In coming up with a dumb question, all of their his questions have been very good ones, and um, you know there is we we preach that there is no such thing as a dumb question, and uh, that is definitely the case. If your question is how do I turn this thing on, that is a perfectly valid question, and I can tell you from a Mac perspective, it does depend on your
3: model. So let us then now go you mentioned the ibug cafe quite often in your little uh, monologue here uh so I did should but... we perhaps start with i was what? gonna start with you actually okay fire away <laughs> okay fire away because i know you're not looking forward to it so um okay well, get well i want to be as brief as possible to give our other fabulous facilitators an opportunity to so speak they've been unique... patiently herbie they've been patiently waiting and we're the facilitators so, and... but people want to hear
2: your story too so let's just briefly talk about your Uh, teaching background? How did you get, you know, involved with the teaching in the first place? Because you really do take it to an incredible level, so.
3: Well, yeah, you and I were talking about this question, and Herbie told me to mention how my first teaching experience occurred at the lilac blind foundation i was in my first uh, my freshman year of college it was over the summer vacation i was doing a work study and the lilac blind is a a nonprofit organization i frequently made use of their library my parents joked that i read every book in that library i think they majorly over exaggerated but whatever in any case in any case they had they were I don't remember how it came about, but they were basically willing to take on an 18 year old as an assistive technology instructor. (laughs) I had lots to learn and I definitely enjoyed that learning. I, I, I didn't go through any formal courses or training in teaching. It just happened, I guess, but I, I really, you know, you learn through your mistakes. You learn to try to adapt to how other people learn you. Um, Teaching is a process of discovery, I guess, just as much as learning is. (laughs) Very good. And so then you
2: eventually, because at that time it was, there was not an accessible Mac the way we know it today.
3: No, I was teaching Windows. I was doing one-on-one lessons um, with people from the very basics on just learning to to type to. You know, using their jaws and using trying to save files, uh, using back then you know, like open book and different things to scan. So so did various uh, various accessible and mainstream uh, programs, primarily in Windows, because there was no iPhone even back then.
2: No, there was not. Not even for sighted folks. We're go- we're going back no. to the early 2000s. In fact, you're 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 on the cusp of the accessible cell phone in general, let alone one with a usable camera. So.
3: Uh, You eventually did, though, get into the realm of Mac. I did, and I don't really remember how that happened, although I do believe Herbie that I wanted, he said, I wanted a Mac because it was different. And, yes, I wanted, I always enjoyed technology challenges. I like pressing buttons. Um, You know, I think perhaps the appeal of the Mac was that it could run Windows, and I'm not sure when I learned that, but... I, I thought, OK, yeah Mac, um, I but then, you know, I got it and sure it was fun to play with for a few days. But I, I I knew enough to get by. I didn't really, though, start learning it until Sandia and Michael asked me if I would or they sent out an appeal to people to help teach. Um, they were they've been contemplating for a long time putting together some Mac training. At first, they thought maybe it would be in person at the Apple store and we'd have Apple. Uh, geniuses and support people helping us but then they eventually decided on just training um, over the conference line and they appealed sent out a message and I responded I said I don't know much but I'm willing to help out and so I did and you know I was really just having to be able to teach the Mac and to really uh, that made me practice things over and over again I, I would do practice presentations and you know I'd Kind of go off into oh, what does this thing do and what does that? So I had to. Um, I, I'm all over the place, but uh, there you go.
2: <laughs> yep. So uh, from being self-taught, you're able to now teach others, and uh, you know that's really kind of if you think about it. It wasn't follows that.
3: The e- I- uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm. I'm not saying I just got it instantly. That's yeah. not what I want to say. But
2: what I was gonna say is it really follows the eye bug pattern in a way because you know Michael was self-taught with the phone for, to an extent, and then. Uh, so, so you really kind of follow the, uh, eye bug pattern there. And, um, so do you, we talked a little bit about this. So what type of things, when we talk
3: about the basics of the, the Mac, do you, uh, teach people? Well, we start from the very basics—just how to turn voiceover on and off, finding the modifier keys that the, and on your keyboard, learning the components of the Mac screen, and, and how to get to those using the keyboard and the trackpad. That's all like lesson one. Um, I won't go into each lesson in detail, but the, one of the main, uh, one of the early things we talk about is how to get help on your Mac, because that's actually how I did learn a lot of the Mac—was going into commands, help, and I'd look for one thing and i didn't exactly find what i was looking for but i learned about a whole bunch of other stuff that maybe i wouldn't remember but i might you know remember oh i can come back to commands help later on to see where that was or what that is so um teaching people the help and we do talk about how people can customize their voiceover settings then we talk about applications on the mac using voiceover and finder and usually you know that's just a combination of voiceover and keyboard commands so we're really teaching people just how to use their mac efficiently how to make the most of voiceover to make it uh, work for you or and i I could go on in more detail, but uh, we cover Finder, TextEdit, Mail, and Safari. Those are the main Mac apps we discuss.
2: All right. Now, one of the questions I will just briefly touch on is we always get questions like, okay, what about uh, advanced word editing, audio, things like that? And the reason why we don't cover that is what the goal of the Mac course is, is to just teach people how to navigate their machine so that then they can play with other apps and have a foundational structure to work with so you know how to find things in the context menu or how to find things by interacting and things like that and you know because well Chanel's actually learned audio stuff recently thanks to me and the things It's I've still learned, mostly
3: so. gibberish. I I can control the Mac but audio terminology and all that it's it, it I'm I'm still but I'm I'm going through the process of learning and yes um thanks to, you know, iBug and, and having to and motivating me to learn the Mac so I could teach it. And then ACB, I'm also, as Herbie said he was, I am a connector, I am a streamer. And that gives me opportunity to use my Mac. And so I it just um, you know, the more you use it, the more you increase your proficiency and your skill level. Yes indeed.
2: And the one thing I will say to anybody that's considering this class is if you use the stuff that we teach you as you're going along and really force yourself to use it afterwards and that's really going to well you know guys all this talk about the mac has really given me an appetite and a hankering for a big mac and where else to get a juicy burger like that than from the ibug cafe which doesn't serve food but uh, we got us a fine cook he knows how to cook right um maybe not um, but that is our current ibug uh, cafe facilitator Shri uh, sri roy Three, are you uh, with us, my friend? I know you know how to unmute. Well, let's see. Well, he's figuring out the uh, unmute uh, function on his uh, Zoom. I guess we need to do an iBug Cafe on how to unmute with Zoom. But uh, the iBug Cafe, it has definitely been around for a while when uh, we first went to it. Like I said, it was actually under the administrations of Raul Gallegos. And we did, in fact, meet in a cafe. We met in several different cafes and finally, for the longest time, we were at a place called Cafe Express, and uh, that ended with the uh, pandemic. And uh, and so we kind of switched to an all Zoom format. Shree has, uh,
3: have you unmuted now, Shree? He's not here, but we do have our some of I our other facilitators here, here uh, Brad and Maria and, Har- and Hershey. Hershey, and yeah. we, so we do um, you know, you could. All right. So Sheila, if you Free could. Uh... Is here. Yeah. Yes,
2: I was going to say, can you send him a prompt to unmute? Well,
9: I, I certainly can.
2: I know you can. <laughs> All right. Sheila's our, our wonderful host, by the way, and also uh, a f- facilitator of a recipe swap and uh, just concluded the uh, Cajun recipe this last Wednesday. So, uh, Three. I just sent you a request to unmute. All right. Well, why don't we? And Herbie, the... let
9: me let me just yes. throw this out there.
2: Um, if you're
9: getting a notification that the host is not allowing you to unmute, it means you didn't get the got it. So if you find the got it, hit the F6 or do an Alt Tab. If you're whether you're on a Mac, I don't know, or go out and come back in.
2: <laughs> Mac, you would do a Command Accent within the Zoom window, and oh, okay. it's a default button, so you would just hit enter and you'll be good to go. All right, well, very good, Sheila. I should have thought of that myself, but uh, let's go on then to um, another one of our members. In fact, we'll interview the next two who you also know from ACB. And uh, we're going to start actually with uh, our Monday night, one of our Monday night facilitators, I remember when she came on to iBug in 2017 and uh, she was so knowledgeable and still. We is. all came,
3: Maria and you and I were both came to iBug roughly at around the same time, I believe. Yes,
2: yep, very, very close to the same time, I think she Maria was like Christick. a month or two last day. Maria Kristic. Is Christich. I think a, Christage is the way to pronounce your name there. <laughs> okay. So uh, Maria, can you? Very good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember. I lo- I know how to pronounce Maria Christage. I know how to pronounce Sirku. Um I'm learning how to pronounce people's names. So Maria, let's talk a little bit about your involvement with iBug. And uh, Maria, for those of you, of course, you know her from various uh, ACB groups. So uh, take it away, Maria.
1: Sure. Well, thanks, Harvey and Chanel, first of all, for the invite. It's great to be back on Sunday edition. It's been a while. And yes, as uh, as you said, it was around the same time now. And I can't believe it's been six years. Uh, I actually heard of iBug. I was in a conversation with someone and she happened to mention, it was just a casual, oh, you know, I think I'm going to ask this question that I have to iBug. And I was like, to who? And uh, then she explained to me what it was. And I was intrigued. Uh, You know, I I thought, okay, like another, you know, user group and let's all help each other out as as has been said in the first hour, these devices are so powerful. And uh, so I tuned, I think I downloaded one of the conference calls. I think this was, oh gosh, early February, I guess it would have been and liked what I heard. And so I then just joined in on the next call and Uh, I cannot believe it's been six years already. I was participating as a caller and answering questions, learning myself. I'd used the iPhone for a few years at that point. I'd gotten one in, I want to say it was April or so of 2011. And then a few months in, I think it would have been June or July thereabout, um, Michael and Sandhya asked if I'd be interested in being a facilitator for iBook Buzz, and then also serving as a mentee, a mentor, excuse me. And uh, it's it's the rest is history, as they say. Now I've I've done some presentations for the cafe and for the uh, Apple workshop sessions that uh, we have as well. Which those used to be, as the Herbie said, uh, held at the Apple workshop, but now they're on Zoom. And uh, it's it's just really been a great experience. You know, I can relate to so much of what was said in the first hour about why we do this. You know, there's that that adage about when you help others, you help yourself as well. Just in terms of that feeling that is of so being true. Able to give back. Yeah. And and you know, I've I've learned new things or I've been reminded of things. Or, you know, you you never know how well you know something until you have to explain it to someone. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And, and you know, I had a really cool experience uh, basically coming full circle with one of my mentees you know he started out not knowing too too much with the iPhone being you know very much a beginner but excited to learn and our last session I remember he was so excited and he said you know you won't believe I went from not knowing anything and now I met someone who's blind and I showed him how to add a contact on his
6: phone oh nice know.
1: that's so special like- yeah. And I was like, wow, like, you know, that came full circle. That's like that's why we do this, you know. So um yeah, it's it's definitely been one of the uh what one of uh organizations that I've really enjoyed being a part of. Those one on
3: one stories really show you how we as iBug and, and our individual mentors and things make a difference. So
2: Yes. Now this is so awkward to think about, really, because iBug has changed a lot since from when that uh, we joined. But back then, you were probably more of a not an anomaly in that you were not from the greater Houston area, or indeed from Texas as all. Uh, you're actually from Albany, New York. Neither are we. Yeah. No, but we at least live in Houston. So okay, fine, but so the so I mean I guess today I mean we've kind of grown. So I mean like you know do you you know do you, 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 know, you think did that feel any different back then like oh i'm uh, this outsider in a texas organization or do you, I mean like um
1: no, it, it really didn't actually, you know, no one made it feel any different. I think there was maybe a couple of people from outside, but yeah, like you said, it was just much more and, and just even technologically, right. We have the conference line and, you know, with, with the in-person, yeah. yeah, there, there definitely was such a, a much more of a focus just geographically, but no, I was never made to feel any different. And, uh, you know, as you said, now it's, I mean, it's very cool. Now we even have, you know, some international folks who call in, we've got some Canadians. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's really great to, I think, I mean, I think iBug, you know, always has had that just desire to, you know, empower people, whoever they are, wherever they are. So I certainly never felt like there was any kind of exclusion. Uh,
2: Excellent. So can you give people a brief uh, synopsis of your background? I mean, I think a lot of them probably know you anyway, but... uh... (laughs)
1: Sure, sure, yeah. Um. So as you mentioned, I'm in Albany, New York. I am originally from Bosnia, came with my brother and my parents in 1993. So this year, it will be 30 years, I cannot believe that we have uh, been wow. in US. Yes, and I'm, I'm blind. My uh, condition is retinopathy of prematurity. So I've been uh, totally blind all my life. So, you know, that in some ways, has definitely made it easier. I haven't really had to, you know, adapt really to, uh, this is just what I've always known. I, uh, in terms of uh, just educational, professional, I did my uh, undergrad in uh, economics, and then my graduate studies, I have uh, an MBA with a focus in finance and a JD with a focus in finance transactions, which is a business law. Uh, I work now as a um, senior financial analyst with a, a public authority in New York state. We're called the dormitory authority of the state of New York. And no, I really have been asked this. We do not come up with rules for dormitory behavior, you know, in universities. Uh. We, <laughs> we, uh we're called the Dormitory Authority because that's how we got uh started in terms of uh oh I want to say it was 1944 so we were formed by the governor to issue tax exempt debt to finance the construction of dormitories with one of the universities in the state but uh now we're much more expanded and I focused on on I focus on post issuance compliance so I'm able to use both my finance and legal skills there since they're tax exempt, their rules on how quickly the proceeds can be spent and what they can be spent on and what you can invest them in while you're waiting for them to be spent and so on. And uh, not something I knew, you know, anything about prior to starting. Um, But uh, it's been, I've been there since 2017. And uh, yes, involved with various ACB guide dog users. I have uh, my guide dog, my working guide dog and my retired guide dog. And they're both uh, chocolate labs. Uh, they're from Leader Dog. My retired is o- is Lathie, and my working guide is Osaka. And so it's fun to have two pups. They definitely keep things lively. Uh, part of ACB Next Generation and the um, Blind Pride affiliate. Uh, and uh, chair of the International Relations Committee of ACB. And so uh, it's just been definitely a a journey. I think with so much of these, you know, volunteering uh skill uh, or, uh roles, it's an opportunity for us to have some. Or to gain some transferable skills that, you know, if we are, uh, you know, looking for employment, for example, is, that's such a, a, you know, higher issue in the blindness community. And you can say, well, what else, right, that that proverbial question, what else have you been doing other than, you know, looking for a job, right? And, uh, you know, to be able to say, well, here's how I've, you know, used my skills or here's how I've gained these skills, um, you know, and certainly I can, you know, apply that to iBug as well. So, uh, so yeah, and, 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 you know, that's really just been in these last few years. Like, I only... Joined ACB in twenty sixteen after finishing my uh, graduate studies, and then I was involved with IBUG from early twenty seventeen. So really, as long as I've been involved in you know formal blindness community, almost mm-hmm. as long as I've been uh, involved in IBUG. That's pretty cool. That's um, great.
2: So I will, I'll just briefly tell this story because I, I felt so bad for the uh, callers that night. I found it interesting. I remember a call in the twenty eighteen where Maria's background really became prominent. Where uh, we. Uh, we needed a filler, and uh, so she began talking about some financial decisions that Apple had made, and uh, um, oh, um, I do
5: remember, very... I do remember that. Yes, yeah, it was very
2: technical, very. Anyway, nobody knew what she was talking. I had an idea, and I'd actually seen some of it, but uh, um, that was great. I don't know why you don't talk about that type of thing anymore, though. Anyway,
1: well, we want to we want to actually stimulate discussion, not put people to sleep.
2: Oh, okay. Well, guys, if you just real briefly, I'll mention this. If you want to hear more about Maria's uh, immigration story, you should check out the convention call last year on the the. Um, I'm gonna butcher it. It was a blind refugees call, but uh, you know you got to hear Maria's and uh, Marissa's story and uh, somebody else's. I'm I'm drawing a blank, and that's not yeah. We good. had a
1: whole panel. <laughs> I, I, I was a
2: streamer, so you know what can I say? Anyway, but it was you got to hear some incredibly moving stories about just what they went through, and so I highly encourage you to check out the convention podcasts. Well, thank you, Maria, and uh, I tell you yes, what we. You have been devoting a lot of time to the Apple side of things so I guess we can take a quick look at the other side and uh, the Android Insider Call and uh, we have one of our facilitators with us for that today uh, Hershey welcome Hershey hello hi a pleasure to have me
8: Uh, Hershey, incredible story with Michael and Sandhya Yes. A whole that started Android Insider call. Eva and every I just kept on showing up every month. And it's again the third Wednesday for people. I'm, I'm all about people. And again, we're not need access to the information. So yes. there's no difference between an iPhone, different structure. Forget the other half, smaller company. Can't make <clears> them anymore. So with the Android call, the personnel, I got to write stuff up and felt so useful. And again, it's, it's feel, feeling valued again. You know, it's just that value that. The the group has given me. it was that connect
2: definitely and I just want to speak you know to some one of the things you talked about too like because uh, I had came onto an Android meeting late and because uh, I I'm not an, an Android user myself but there are some devices that are powered by Android like Alexa and so I was just curious and I heard this Harshy uh, guy and he really knew his stuff and I was like oh wow okay. he did. Uh, so I was uh, super impressed. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Don't be crying. What,
8: that.
3: To, what <laughs> for you is the best part of running the Android Insight call? What, what do you like most about that and working with Ibu? The questions call and
8: it's helped people and and uh, let me. Like sh- yep. It is no yes. Yes. yes yes And, I, and I'm, it warms your heart and I can talk to every overwhelming. Give a uh, Samsung's in the picture. Yeah. Like where do I
3: go? What do I do? And we yep. like to break down. That's right. Very good. There's no dumb question, and any question is a good question. So, so one of the big questions we get
2: about both Mac and Android, actually, is braille support, and you know the question comes, you know, for the various systems for different reasons. Well, for the same reason, actually, how is the braille support for if i want to use it with a braille display or whatnot and on the mac it's from what i understand it's horrid but uh sorry to say as much as i love the mac uh, thank you for
8: saying that statement because how did it become horrid? what so again something has to get better right for something to become better it has to be bad and it's it's elevation to go upwards so on the Android side, we had a thing called Braille back ages ago, and age. so these big companies be a programmer. And so they, they did away with Braille, ba- or Braille key. So that is because our our thoughts is what depict these companies, you know, bottom line. If we're not going to buy Braille, Braille because Braille display.
2: Very good. And all right, so um, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say? So, so you're, I think, based out of Florida, correct? That's correct. Uh, yeah.
8: So originally moving, we're all ge- Go to a, a buzz call on a Monday and go figure out this Apple thing so I could have somebody else that has Apple that they could get help with it or they have Android calls continuously talking about our stories because our stories is what gets... I would love to take your guys's
3: thanks Hershey or Hershey Ex- we're Hershey? happy
8: so it's, it's Hershid is my name but then drop the D Hershey Hershey that's where the kind of the, the name okay well,
2: we'll call you Hershey when you're in trouble and, okay. Uh, okay. okay okay all right well, <laughs> well thank you we're happy to have
3: you as part of iBug so
2: and... one of the comments I got before this call is how am I going to fill the hour with everybody guys it is already 36 past the second hour and I'm afraid we're not going to time for everybody so but let's we're gonna go on try to squeeze in Sri Brad and then Jody and uh, so I'm just getting everybody uh caught up to date on uh, what we have going on which is why I mentioned it so Sri I see that you are now unmuted yeah Yay. sorry about that <laughs> All That's right. okay. All right. So let's hear your story about the cafe. Talk to us. And uh, also, we forgot to mention real quick when the Android Inside, uh, Insider Call happens. That is the third Wednesday. Android Insight. And Android third... Insight. Yes. And he actually did say that. The yes, third he Wednesday. did. That, yeah, he did. All right. So, Shri, don't forget to mention when they can expect to catch the cafe. And uh, go ahead.
10: All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so the cafe is twice. I'm sorry. It's second Sunday every month at um, between 4 to 6 p.m. Central Center time. Um, how I got involved with the cafe started around 2018. I was volunteering at the DC Public Library here in Washington, DC. And the gentleman that runs the program uh, mentioned about an organization called iBug Today. I've never heard of it, but he said, hey, you know, there's an organization out in Houston. You might wanna check it out. And uh, one November, one, I'm sorry, one November, I called into the Macintosh. I still remember the question I asked. Um, I asked the question, "How do I do a drag and drop?" And Chanel responded back by saying, "You can just copy and paste." And I was thinking, "Oh wow, well, I can do that." I didn't even think about it, but it made me get. Uh, you know, it made me think about. You know, there are so much things that I don't know, um, and here's an organization that is providing a service that can really benefit me, and so um, I thought, okay, well, you know, let me, as being a techie, I went to iBugtoday.org, looked at the website, and thought to myself, you know, they're really doing something that I'd love to get involved, but I wasn't really sure. I was kind of nervous, you know, because I asked a question that I thought was um, a complicated question, but I got a response back by a very simple response. So, you know, then I thought, you know what, I'll just give them a call. So I ended up uh, giving them a call and Uh, attended some of the Monday Night Buzz calls and, you know, try to give an answer here or there. And then I was told that they have a mentee program. And I thought, this would be a great thing that I could get involved with. I know a little bit about the iOS. Uh, I've been doing it here at the DC Public Library. So I figured I would uh, give my two cents and apply. And I got my first student. Then uh, Michael and Sandy asked me to do a cafe segment. And so we did, uh, I did the Seeing AI. And I ended up putting um, two speakers around my head because I wanted to walk around the house and I actually had two speakers dangling on my ear so I can demonstrate which side of the audio was coming through. And then eventually, uh, a few months later, Michael and Sandy approached me and said, hey, Sri, would you be interested in doing the cafe? And I was thinking to myself, I go, you know, I'm not sure I'm really ready for it. And I said, well, let me just give it, give it a go and give me your feedback. You know, if you think I didn't do a good job, I'm Perfectly fine handing it off to someone else. And so, ever since then, uh, they gave me the opportunity. So, I've been spearheading the cafe. As I mentioned, it's the second Sunday from uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Central Center time. And we do take a deep dive look at each of these apps. Um, in the past, we've done things like uh, the Audible and um, Bard, we've done the Apple Watch, we've done fitness, we've done everything. And we take a real deep dive look. And what really interests me about the cafe is there are plenty of apps that I had zero clue, an app that I probably never used. But once you take a look at from a cafe perspective, you really appreciate the app because there are so many things these apps can actually do for us. Even uh, apps that I think that I know how to use uh, after someone does a demonstration, I realized there are so many different things that I still didn't know, and I'm glad I got an opportunity to learn how to use it. And so we've done, uh, like I mentioned, some of those things we're going to be doing uh, for the upcoming cafe. We're going to do like Ira, uh, Be My Eyes, look at FaceTime, how we can, how these apps can help us. Um, we'll be doing calendar app, reminders app. So we've got a lot of apps that we're going to be doing uh, and taking a deep dive look at. And um, I know
3: Ira member, actually, people who run Ira have been frequent guests on Sunday edition. So um, hope to get some of you there. <laughs> Sorry indeed. to interrupt.
10: Yeah. And, you know, one of the great things about doing this cafe, um, I've done some pretty interesting apps. Like uh, I'd done Um, um And the, the funny part is I was sending a, a, an email to Novulence, and behold, the CEO calls me back and he said, Hey Sri, you know, I really want to talk to you about Novulence and give me some insights. So he ended up talking, he and I ended up talking for a while. And then I'm doing a project uh, at the next cafe. We're going to be talking about um be my eyes. And so I was, I put out a question to be my be my eyes and good old, the founder Hans responded back to me and then gave me some insights about the, the organization. So it's sure. really opened my eyes about, you know, doing something like this, you know, where the low, where the road can take me. So that's kind of like the cafe. Um, I can give a little background about myself. if. Um,
3: Go ahead. You know. We'd love to, we're glad that you're a part of iBug and um, love to hear about it.
10: Sure. So um, I've, come back. My background is uh, information technology. I actually got my degree in international business. My first job, I landed in the State Department. I was working for USAID. Um, from USAID, I went over to FEMA. I got to work on three major disasters in the U.S. I got to work on Hugo, the Mississippi flood, and then the North Earth earthquake. Oh. And what I realized is uh, being part of that experience probably helped me uh, at the time when I lost my eyes, is just being prepared. Uh, the whole disaster preparedness allowed me to understand the importance of being prepared. Um, from uh, when I, After I finished from FEMA, I ended up being in uh, a small store, and the, the ironic of the story is I worked for an Apple computer store. It was the first Apple store oh, wow. in Washington, D.C., and wow. I actually had the first Apple TV. I had a Mac computer <laughs> that I could actually plug my Coaxial cable right into my computer and watch TV, and um, we were the we were the company that sold all the Macs to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they first launched, and that were that is how I got introduced to Apple, and from there I went into some private sectors where I was a senior systems engineer where I set up call centers and my background became telecommunication. So going back to uh, um, my disaster. Background, you know, when I lost my sight, I've got RP. Um, when I, when I was diagnosed with RP, my training and being prepared for disasters kicked in. And my concept was like, okay, you know what you got to do. Uh, uh because my sister lost her sight to RP in her 20s, my brother in my 30s, and mine in my 40s. So I just realized, you know, okay, um, you know, you got some background experience not only from me working in disaster, but also got to see my brother and sister go through this journey. So uh, I started learning as much as I could, as I was losing my sight, you know, my brother gave me the best advice, learn what you can when you can see. And uh, that is how my journey started to where I'm here today.
3: That's great. And we're glad that um, iBug has been part of your journey and that you've uh, helped others as well. And you
2: were also one of our, you know, originally, I think you are not originally from this country. Am I correct?
10: Yeah, I'm originally from India. I came here in yep. 76 while my dad was getting his PhD. Um, I also want to echo one thing. You know, everything that I've done in the cafe is not done because of me. It's done because I have some great, great presenters who take pride in doing the work and being able to explain an app in great detail. So I, you know, this is not like Sonia and Michael said the journey is not by an individual, it's by a community. And that's probably one thing that really attracted me is the community
2: excellent well thank you Shri, and you know we're getting a lot of incredible stories here today all right this next guy hey i get to introduce him oh fine oh fine oh fine
3: He's my partner in crime on Mac and Talk. you know, helps me answer all those questions. He's a facilitator on the uh, iBug Buzz. Brad Snyder, he's been a former technology instructor, I believe. So, Brad, welcome to Sunday edition and our uh, crazy interview and happy to have you.
11: Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's wonderful to be a part of iBug. I could talk praises about iBug all day long. Uh, I got involved with ibug through the Mac class I saw an announcement about it that's right on one of the email lists I'm on I signed up and even though I'd been using a Mac for a little while I was still had a lot to learn and uh, no way I felt I uh, n- you know knew it all or anything like that but uh, I was pretty competent in using a Mac but I would learn something from Chanel every every single class it was great uh, and I really enjoyed her teaching style. And I always learn a lot from listening to other AT trainers. I spent about 15 years as an AT trainer and was a, a lead trainer and supervisor at the AT lab at the Dallas Lighthouse for the Blind before uh, moving on to other things. Um, but anyway, I, I enjoyed it. And through the mat class, I, I, you know, got on the I bug mailing list. I learned about the Monday night call. I started attending the Monday night call regularly. Started attending some of the other events. I love the the movie night. I know we've talked about that. That's uh, one of my favorite non technology events. And at some point, I got asked. I can't remember which came first. If I I got asked to do a presentation on the cafe, I did an Apple Watch presentation. And I got a call one day from Sandia asking me if I would be interested in being a backup facilitator on the Monday night call. And of course, I said, well, sure, if you think I can do that. And I, I did a few backup slots and eventually something opened up and I got asked, hey, would you like to be in the regular rotation? So I've been doing that now for almost two years and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, there's a lot of enthusiasm here at iBug for what we do and for helping people. And it's it's just a wonderful experience to be a part of the group. So that's yes, it my ibug story.
3: Yes, and you've also been involved with helping me, like I said, that's with right. the Mac and Talk.
11: I love that. I I started, like I said, when I was in the Mac class. I got introduced to your Mac and Talk, and I kept coming back. And I guess I got at some point asked to be your co-facilitator and mostly i just take my lead from you you run the show i'm just there to support <laughs> well, you. well
3: you answer all the difficult questions that i have no well, clue so well, you know we, no, we work together you. as a good team
11: <laughs> we do i enjoy i enjoy working with you uh, just like i i enjoy working with every everybody i bug it yes. is a wonderful team and i encourage anyone who has not checked out iBug, come to our monday night call it's a really good group we we, you know, a lot of we field a lot of good questions, and a lot of people are there to help. A lot of people are there to get information. It's it's just fun. Oh, I didn't mention I've also participated. Uh, uh, now that things are opening up after the pandemic, this summer I was asked to help out with uh, Sandia, and I did a presentation. Well, we did it twice. We did it at both the oh, that's right. ACB Texas State Convention. And then we did it again at the NFB Texas convention in the fall, but we did a presentation called Lost in Space. It was about, um, you know, apps that help you find where you are and locate things, locate yourself. Uh, I did a presentation on the, uh, uh, oh God, uh, seeing AI and the use of LIDAR to find, find lo- objects in a room, find your way around. Sonia did some uh demonstrations with the uh air tags and the uh um another another product. I can't I don't know why I'm going blank on the name. Um hmm. uh, but anyway, it, it Tiles, was oh, oh, maybe? No, it was another okay. um, anyway was it? anyway. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, we had a good time working together, getting out there in the public, meeting people, and again, just uh spreading the word about um bug. It was. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy being part of this group.
3: Excellent. Thank you. We're happy to have
2: you. All right, and last but certainly not least, and herbert you've got ten minutes, sir. Perfect. Yep. Speaking um, of space, right? Is that where we're going? No. Well, we're going to New Hampshire. I don't know if that's space or not, because that's well, where we cause got Well, because she Jody. does this
3: call all about you know trekky stuff. She, she does and... stuff about trekkie
2: talk, and she's one of our new members, ladies and gentlemen, Jody Anutzi
3: hi yes well i thought that
9: was a perfect intro with the lost in space yeah so, that's what I so, yes i first found out about ibug oh well during the pandemic a very good friend sent me an email about uh the the movie night was going to be on golden pond and she said well you live in new hampshire you might like to see this and i'm like okay so i i joined the the call and i've been hooked ever since i love the ibug gang so much Uh, I I did the movie night, and then I started joining the Monday Night Calls, uh, became a mentor. Uh, I've had a a few, you know, mentees over the years, and uh, it's just a wonderful organization. Again, I agree with Brad. If you haven't checked out iBug, you just got to come find out because these people are absolutely – we're all wonderful.
3: (laughs) And Yeah, we'll talk about the call you do.
9: Yes. So uh of course then I found out on Thursday night there was Trekkie Talk and I'm like, well, I've been a Trek fan for fifty six years. Uh, I'm gonna go check this out. And it's really it's really fun. Um and and I was asked to co host, which I totally enjoy doing. It's like <laughs> wow. I mean I just I love Trek and I love iBugs, so it's a perfect perfect opportunity and so every week we or every other week excuse me we talk about uh two episodes now we're in uh star trek next generation uh season six episodes two and three are our next meeting and we talk about the episodes and you know kind of get into um, the characters but, but also the storyline where gee you know what what would have happened if this had happened instead you know looking at alternatives because of course star trek over the years has just been a reflection on the human condition and so the stories really have to do with everyday life with with people and it's just a different reflection on on our lives so we look into the various uh, you know storylines and, and that sort of thing and then we also share a lot of trivia about things that happened you know off camera and During the episode so it's just a it's just a lot of fun and it's one of the uh, social events that iBug hosts.
3: All right. Very good. We're happy that you're a part of it and that you uh, facilitate all right so
2: before we de- uh, go any further does are there any uh does anybody have any questions for our uh, wonderful uh, facilitators marie has her hand raised
3: and i think Mar- is that the marie i'm thinking of i don't know. I don't know <laughs> let's find out
7: yes it is me oh, yay! i just wanted to jump in i was i was a little late i wonder she's like, one of our mm-hmm. facilitators as well I love but i'm we also and
3: maria on here all right
7: can, can yes. you hear me yes i I'm also a very newbie to iBug, and I did hear about it also, just word of mouth, about the Friday night movies. And then I drifted into a couple of the other calls because I heard mentioned on the the social night. And uh, then Sandia, who is a great recruiter, calls me up one day. And uh, so now I'm facilitating one of the Monday night buzz calls, and I'm still very in the beginning stage (laughs) and still learning. But I absolutely love iBug. I now live in Reno, but I actually started out my life and grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. So the Texas group (laughs) is familiar to me. And I just wanted to say that they are really a great group. And I also wanted to mention that to be involved with iBug, you don't need um, AT degrees or experience or anything. Because all of my degrees came from the School of Hard Knocks (laughs) and self-taught on most of my uh, technology stuff. I've been a PC user for many years, Mm -hmm. an iPhone user since 2011, and thanks to iBug, I'm on the ledge just about to jump into the Mac world, and I hope it's not a suicide. It Aww. will not be a suicide. <laughs> I and say you
3: can enjoy the best of so, both worlds.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we, we actually do have somebody over in the clubhouse. Okay. Tonight. All right. So, Thank we you. Too.
6: We we have Desi. Oh, hey, Desi. Desi. Hi, everybody. Hello. I just wanted to say that. Um, oh, hello, hello. I I just wanted to say basically that I have now over the past maybe a year and a half attended several iBug events and I I just even though I'm kind of on the fringes at this point I really already feel like I'm part of the iBug family and um when I I'm about to to make a, a relocation and when I get settled in Franklin Tennessee uh at the first part of May I really want to become much more actively involved I've kind of held off because everything's in a little bit of a state of flux but I I would really like to get much more involved because, um, I love the work that you guys do and I just want to be a part of that.
3: So well, we would love to have you definitely.
6: So Anytime. I will, I will definitely be checking in. Uh, like I said, I'm, I should be moved in by completely by mid may. My, my, all my stuff is arriving on May 8th, but that doesn't mean that I'll have most of it unpacked. <laughs> so, um, <it'll> take <laughs> that'll take time, while, but, but, um, But definitely, um, you know, by the beginning of summer, for sure, I really do want to get much more actively involved and I'll, I'll go to the website and, and, you know, fill out whatever forms I need to do. I'm already registered, but I just want. Then that's
3: all you need. Yep.
6: I I just want to, uh, you know, make myself available for whatever things I think I can actually do. Wonderful.
4: Excellent. This is Michael. Uh, Yeah, Desi, yeah, we would definitely love to have you, you know, be more a part of us whenever it's convenient for you and it works out for you. And, uh, yeah, just uh, I remember you from uh, some of the different meetings that you've joined us and look forward to having you join us.
6: Right. And when I can't join them, thank you, Michael, so much. And when I I can't join, I have all the podcasts in my. Wow
4: very good very good I, i i would just like to just again you know the outreach that we're doing and you know several people have already made a number of different comments uh you know what started out as five people one may afternoon in here in houston is now grown to you know each year we're uh by our counts of the different meetings and things, we have an outreach, you know, in a touch of uh, close to 6,000 people each year, and so we're just uh, really honored to, you know, be able to do that. And of course, like Sandia and others have said, we just, you know, definitely could not do it without all the fabulous volunteers that we have, like Chanel and Herbie and Brad and Marie and Jody and Shree and.
5: Maria. And Maria, Maria, yeah,
4: and <laughs> we got
2: Maria and Maria. Yeah. So and, how do you solve a problem like Maria's uh, and Marie and all that? So. so
4: yeah, all of the ones that are on uh, here today, and so and many. The ones every, who
3: couldn't be here.
4: Yeah, several that could not yep. be here, and so we're just uh, just so fortunate and blessed to you know ha- have this community. Definitely,
5: and I I just want to say, just listening to everybody, I mean it's it's heartfelt uh gratitude and just so proud of everybody and uh what we're doing and i just i'm so blessed to work with everybody that cares so much and who wants to help other people so thank you guys for this opportunity thank you for taking it we're so glad that you could be here and
3: you gave us a two-hour a great interesting show and now we're we're happy that you could be here
2: Yep. So I don't know if Anthony will ever invite us on again, but uh, thank you for the opportunity. And um, thank you to all the wonderful guests who showed up today. Thank you to all of you who listened, whether you're on Zoom,
3: Clubhouse, ACB Media One, or you're listening via the podcast. And thank Um, you, Sheila. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Bryn. (laughs) There are streaming and hosting and Clubhouse crew. And um, I think the instructions
2: for how you can get a hold of the podcast are in the closing file. So, um,
3: oh, but yeah, we have an
2: part. I know you're technically a co-host of uh, this show, so do you have any comments you needed to make before we skied that along out of here?
6: No, I just wanted to say no, I just wanted to say thank you so much for um doing an awesome show. And I'm going to be joining iBug because I'm really into Star Trek as well. And I love watching movies with groups. So um, you guys can probably expect me to be at the next event.
2: <laughs> All right. So well, that'll be uh, this week. Cool. And um, I tell you what, we'll, we, we'll uh, get you set up with uh, the information. We're watching uh, season six, episode two and three. I really recommend if you're not subscribed to Paramount Plus, the uh, I go through the Apple TV subscription, and uh, because I can just work right within the TV uh, app. We've
3: got thirty seconds until, I know. <laughs> so so
2: um, on that note, guys, uh, thank you everybody, and uh, Anthony or somebody will be back uh, next week, I think. No, or there whenever. isn't one next no. week. There's not next the Yeah, we're the DC. Yes.
6: Yeah, we're going to be running some reruns next week, but it's always good programming. So please tune in next week for um, a rerun. Mm-hmm. All
2: right. right. On that note, guys, then uh, Bryn, you may play the closer. Uh, play the close. I can't talk here. And then Sheila, you <laughs> can close us out. All
1: right. You've been listening to Sunday Edition on ACB Media stream one that's american council of Divine media or wherever you listen to your podcasts episodes drop every week at 1 p.m on sundays and you can email us at sunday edition ac all one word sunday edition with the letters ac at gmail.com let's brunch again together next sunday